This is the Loose Screws Podcast. Don't lend them any money. You'll never see it again. Hey, guys. Oh, shit. Uh, oh, wait, wait. Ty's back. Ty's back. Sorry. Just kidding, everybody. Just kidding. Don't worry. Don't 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 close the show. Ty's back for real. Well done, by the way. I was not expecting that. <laughs> I, that was well time. Well done. Uh, shit. Where was I? Okay. Hey, guys. It is October 8th, 2020. Welcome to Loose Screws. I am your host, Ty Worsham. And it has been kind of a motherfucker of a week. Yes, we're starting with an expletive. It has been a motherfucker of a week. It seems like it's been about three weeks, but I guess it's only been like one. But anyway. Um, okay, what is up with the E hate? E, E, <laughs> E, E. e. I, I honestly have no idea. Can, okay. can you explain can I, this? Uh, can I? No, go ahead. No, Chig, I, I'm... Go ahead. Uh, we were looking for show notes and they weren't there. And then all of a sudden, randomly, I think yesterday it pops up and I didn't even think anything of it. And then hate goes, goes, uh, you see the show notes? I'm like, no, I come and I look and all that it was is basically an E on the screen. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Just the letter E. <laughs> Just the letter E. Just the letter E. <laughs> is it still there? Oh, shit. No, I had to put no. it back. E. There. E. E. <laughs> So I'm like, well, this will make an interesting show. <laughs> so then Hate says to me, hey, can you go to the the um, the EA Sports announcer guy and pull the E out of it? And I didn't know what was going on yet, but he sends that to me this morning. And I'm like sitting down at the studio. I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I, I guess. It's like from the from the EA Sports video games at the beginning. It says EA Sports. It's in the game, you know? And uh, so I was like, okay. <laughs> and I have no idea why I had it until just now. It was a... It was a super stale meme now. It was real popular in like the spring when everybody was trapped in their houses. You know? <laughs> Interesting. Well, that's uh, I just completely at random. Not off topic, but on EA Sports, I, I normally, before this lockdown, did bar trivia like two nights a week. It's this league and everything else. One night, it was like, what company's slogan is, it's in the game? And I put Electronic mm. Arts. Didn't get credit because he said, no, it's EA Sports. I'm like, wait, wait, what? what? Are, are you kidding me? <laughs> didn't, get, didn't give us credit. Wow. That's some bullshit. Oh, yeah. I was, I, I was uh, quite upset by it. It was stupid as fuck because I'm like, well, it's Electronic Arts Sports. EA is the parent company. Nope. That'd be like saying GM for a Chevy commercial. I'm like, well, not, GM though. would work. GM would work for a Chevy commercial the other way around would yeah. work. Yeah, but, but that right. way it would work. <laughs> that makes no sense because, like, for the longest time they were Electronic Arts, and I don't think they would became EA until like Madden version seventeen or some shit. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. I I, I tried explaining it to him, but nope, we didn't get credit for it, and it was uh, right in answer, so it was a double your points or lose all your points question. Man, that's some millennial horseshit. Is what that is. They need oh, another yeah. history. <laughs> that's yeah. what that is. <laughs> we should kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Millennial right, no, it's not. It's not EA, guys. It's it's not electronic arts, guys. It's EA. Know your stuff, guys. Okay, okay. Yep, I think we need another E. Oh, so sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> e, 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 E. Right. 
Enough. <laughs> Before we get in too much further, um, so I was out last week. Um, been some things been going on. I'm going to be in and out a lot over the next couple of weeks. Uh, I don't going to be here for this show. Probably be here for next week's. I don't know for sure yet. But we shall see and go from there. But I am not disappearing. I will be um, just like I said, in and out a little bit. So. Um, I didn't introduce everybody, but you know, we got uh Jay and Trax, we got Chig, and we got Hate, and we got E. This episode's <laughs> been brought to you by the letter. <laughs> oh god, I'm e. so slow. I'm sorry. Oh, e. we're, we're done. I have we're to done. tab out every time. Okay, all right. We're done with you. Done with you. All right. <laughs> all right. So um this is, can be the weakest show notes I've ever put together in the entire time I've ever done this. And I did an entire show by myself, episode two, which was awful by everybody's reports. But what was more awful than that, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna go right into the into the awfulness, is Star Wars Squadrons. Uh brought to you uh, the combination of Echo and Alpha. Yes. All right. So I'm gonna <laughs> tell you my experience with it. And uh you tell me your you, you, we'll we'll okay. go from there. Okay. So okay. I, I was excited about it, and of all the bullshit that was going on, I kind of had like an evening where I was like, "All right, I'm gonna be able to sit down and play this. I'm gonna enjoy it. It's just we're gonna be on my dinner night. It's gonna be all kind of uh, like I, I'm a I was a huge fan of Tie Fighter and uh, X Wing versus Tie Fighter and uh, Rogue Squadron. So I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be awesome." That's actually where I got interested in space flight stuff. It, right after that was uh, Free Space and uh, Descent one through th- or Descent two and three. I never actually played one and uh, Free Space one and two. I think I already mentioned that. And then it goes right into Independence War one and two. But anyway, I was real interested in this. Now I wasn't expecting it to be the most amazing flight sim ever, but it had VR. It had an X-Wing, it had a TIE fighter, and um, I don't know, something was just really, you know, you know, cool. But there was one little thing in the background that was nagging me. It was an electronic arts video game. Not only was it an electronic arts video game, it was an electronic arts Star Wars video game. And if Disney does not learn to pull their license from them, I don't know what I have no idea what to even say about that. Number one, they've destroyed my Star Wars. Chig, you back me up on that. And what Roger. they've done with what they've done with this game is horrendous. So I load up the game and I'm like, all right, it's got hotel support. I'll sit down with my Logitech X fifty six. I'll play it. I start off the game and my mouse and keyboard don't function at all. Not at all. Um, only the joysticks, the Mahotis is working, but my right Hotis, my actual joystick Hotis isn't working. My left Hotis, the throttle is working. So I have to select menus using the actual throttle and then the little, uh, hat switch on the throttle for left and right. Who the hell chose this and they're wonderful. And when I say I have to select this, I have to throttle up or throttle down to actually go move the cursor up or down. Yikes. That's about right. So 
I finally get onto the control scheme and I start trying to figure out, okay, I can fix this. I can just go through there and fix it. It's a little bit jankly. I can deal with it. <sighs> I finally get frustrated with it, exit out of the game. I'm like, all right, this game is a console game. Just play it on your controller and be done with it. So I load up my, my Xbox controller, load up in the game, and it plays. So I start yeah. off single player. And I'm in the little TIE fighter. It plays a shitty-ass cutscene that's horribly acted. And I fly out, and I don't turn. And I'm sitting there like, why the hell can't I turn? And like, none of, none of the buttons on my Xbox controller are functioning. So then I start thinking, huh. So I reach over and I grab the HOTUS, which is still plugged in, by the way. And sure enough, the right HOTUS that wasn't working or responding at all before is now fully working. Now, keep in mind, there's nothing wrong with this joystick. It's strictly just the, this game that, for whatever reason, decided to acknowledge, acknowledge its, its existence while flying. So I'm like, all right, fine, I'll play with this. So I down my, sit down my Xbox controller. And start playing, except my throttle is mapped to the Xbox controller and my controls are mapped to the HOTUS. And my flight is actually mapped to the HOTUS. <laughs> and the roll, why the hell they put the roll on the yaw is beyond That's that's a console. Yeah. That, yeah. That's like a that's like a controller thing. Um I, I agree. Um they 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 flipped yaw and roll, but now I'm in multiplayer while I'm trying well, I was in single player at this point. And so I'm like, all right, let me just get out, back out. So I, I go back to the control scheme, and I think I got everything fixed. I'm like, well, let me just hop in multiplayer just so I can see how it feels. So I hop in multiplayer. And when I get in multiplayer, sure enough, the damn HOTUS is still not working. The, the HOTUS is working, but the controller is not working again, even though I just spent time mapping the damn thing. So I exit out of the game. I unplug the HOTUS, restart the game with just the Xbox controller. But I, and keep in mind, I can't control the HOTUS. I can't control the menus with the HOTUS. And God forbid the mouse and keyboard should fucking work. <laughs> so I finally get into a multiplayer match with the controller, and I'm flying around. It's all right. It's, you know, but the technical shit revolving around the HOTUS made it to where I hated it. I hated it. I hate the flight model. I hate the voice acting, which is shitty. I hate... Uh, the controls that I have to use my freaking Xbox controller, although I have actually read that apparently in some sort of patch, they are fixing the fact that your mouse and keyboard won't work at all. Just, <laughs> yeah, there's I a mean, bunch of control fixes came out today, actually. It's just, what the fuck, man? <laughs> this, I mean, come the fuck on, EA. I, I, I returned and got my money back. I returned it to Steam and got my money back. That's like oh, the yeah. third game in history I've done that with. My my roommate and I are sharing Xbox games, uh, and he pre-ordered it, you know, months ago. And now that the game is out, Microsoft sent him an email. They couldn't process his payment. Oh my god! Whoa! So okay, he got a refund, and I, since he's using my games with gold, which now includes the EA Pass, we're able to play it for free. Air quotes. Mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's and I have obviously have it on my Xbox and the the map the base mapping on the controller even on Xbox is just so poor and I I really think it's it's in conjunction with the flight model. 
which is so poopy. <laughs> it, it made me really sad. Um, I did load it up in VR. It looked pretty good in VR. Um, it, and I didn't have any bugs or issues with VR. I read about some people who were having some bugs and issues in VR. The, my biggest issue is controls. and How the hell you fuck up controls when you enable HODOS on people, for people, but you don't enable the mouse and keyboard. I mean, they should take that guy and, and just beat the shit out of him. Like, who, who thought that was okay? Uh, okay. I can... It, uh, you know, I... Uh, all right, tell me this. Ch- Chig, are you... Have you played it? Yes. Are you, are you uh, negative or positive about it on the whole? Negative. Okay, you go then. Oh, so you're going to try to pull it over I mean, the I'm going to try after? to temper a little bit. I don't, I'm not going to argue with you guys, I don't think. Okay. But I'm no, going to temper you a little bit and hopefully not end on too negative a note. I, I had the same kind of experience uh, setting up controls. But you know, after you set up controls for Elite Dangerous, nothing yeah. is overly complicated. So it was annoying. And literally, the yaw and roll thing being reversed made me realize that they just decided, let's give this Hoda support without talking to anybody that's ever used a HOTUS in their life. You know, it was <laughs> right. it was just it was so bizarre. And then I had to keep going in and changing stuff. And then, you know, especially with the flight model, there's all these other, you know, these things with the drift and stuff you do and all of these combos that you can bind to keys. But if you haven't played the game, you don't know what any of those even do. So what do I bind it to? Because I yep. haven't even tried it yet. So it's like, okay, let's just get it so I can function. And then they had the hard-coded dead zone built into the HOTUS, so it makes it even harder to fly because you're moving the stick so far without it doing anything. And then all of a sudden, it just starts turning real sharp or banking, and it just... It was really bizarre. And then the single player, you know, started the single player like Ty did, and it's like, we're okay. And, you know, in VR, I'm expecting super excited. I'm like, I cannot wait to sit in a TIE fighter. That canopy is going to be awesome. And then it was like the shittiest view ever. The controls take up half the canopy in front of you, so you can't even <laughs> see out of it. I, I, exaggerating a little bit, but I mean, you know, I was expecting, you know, that awesome Tie Fighter, you know, design in front of you, and actually being in a Tie Fighter for the first time. And it was Empire, um, it was Return of the Jedi, like, like that Return of the Jedi scene where you see it from the Tie Fighter and they're shooting X wings. Yep, yep, that's, that's what, what I, I was hoping for. Yep. yep, and instead it was it was. I don't know. Even the graphics, I was I was super excited, you know. And it seems like they use you know textures and stuff from games made like five years ago. There was just nothing impressive about it. And you know, I'm like, okay. So then I'm I'm playing it, and then get the X wing part and stuff. And the X wing was a little funner to fly than the Tie Fighter, which disappointed me too. I was super excited to fly a Tie Fighter, but the flight model just was weird. It might have had to do with the dead zone in the in my stick that was making things weird, but also just I, honestly, I think I've just spent so much time in the cockpit in Elite Dangerous and the flight model is so good here that anything right. is going to be disappointing. Uh, but it really, you know, you're flying up on something and you expect to be closing at a certain thing and it it's almost like it's adjusting as you go and it, it was more it was like it was trying to be, you know, a flight sim, you know, not a space flight sim, but a f- flight sim, but without, you know, uh, air resistance and gravity and dealing with lift, you know, because I've been playing, you know, some Microsoft <laughs> flight sim too. Yeah. So it was kind of handling like that, but then 
not it, everything just about it was weird. So I'm like, okay, I just got to go play some CQC because I want to actually fly a ship. Went and did that and then, <laughs> and then gave it another try. And it's like, no, this still sucks. And then did combat zone, you know, CZs all week and stuff. And then tried to go back into it again. And I just, I don't know when or if I'll play it again. And I've only got like an hour and a half into it. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm not going to try to talk you guys out of any of this that you said. Um, I, I'm actually feeling pretty positive about the game on the whole. It is not even like in the same universe as Elite Dangerous. It's, it, it is not a sim. Um, it, it, I, I'm the things that I'm a little disappointed about is I, I think it is a little more cartoony in the way it's presented and the way the, the a lot of things are handled compared mm-hmm. to the things that it's supposed to be a spiritual successor of, you know, the X-Wing and TIE Fighter series. But ultimately, I think, I think it is, it's just the way that they modernized it. Like, Ty, you said that you were a fan of like the Rogue One, or not Rogue One, um, the Rogue Squadron game, like mm-hmm. uh, Nintendo 64. See, mm-hmm. I think it takes a little too much after that game. <laughs> Those games are very arcadey, and that's where we're sort of pulling away from being a true successor to X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, which um, those were more sim-like. Um, they've got some of the stuff in there. They've got energy management on the ship. Um, the, the, thing, the thing about it is there are some control issues, or at least there were until... 8 a.m. this morning when they brought the servers down and I haven't had a chance to check out, but supposedly they're fixed. There was there was sort of an accidentally hard-coded dead zone on stick axis that seemed to affect mostly like um, high-end joysticks. So people who had like the Thrustmaster T-Flight were not having, it, and, and stuff on that level were not having issues, but like T-16,000Ms and like X-52s and 56s and stuff um, and I think they also had kind of aggressive-ish, hard-coded curves, which is the kind of thing that you your joystick software handles, like if, if you have a real joystick, you know. Um, but they probably felt like they were doing us a favor. <laughs> um, but it seems like that part of the game was definitely written by console culture people, right? Um, developed with controllers in mind and then somebody said well we need to add hotest support for this because pc and vr and stuff and they just sort of like clicked a button you know dropped copied and pasted that stuff in and didn't really know what was going on and because if you think about it like in the game settings there's a sensitivity control for each of the joysticks axes mm-hmm. now that is nonsensical from the perspective of a joystick it has zero percent of its throw to a hundred percent of its throw there's nothing to do with sensitivity here <laughs> You know, sensitivity is for a mouse. Um, so right there when I saw that, I was like, oh, these guys don't really know what's going on with the joystick. That, that's kind of what's happening here. But supposedly that's patched. Um, now, like I said, if you're kind of approaching this game thinking that it's at all a sim, it's really kind of like a battle royale shooter. I mean, it's in space, but other than that, think of it like an FPS battle royale game. And you'll be happier because the... The single player story mode, the story campaign is not bad. And it's, it, it makes perfect sense to me from the pers- coming from playing X Wing and TIE Fighter and stuff as a kid. It, it lines right up with that. And it's quite a good story. And there's plenty of fully voice, everything's fully voiced. It's, it's really quite good, but it's extremely short. And 
really, when you come right down to it, now I've played through the whole thing, the story mode is essentially a control binding tutorial. All that stuff that you're saying about, like, I didn't know what that control means, so I don't know what I should bind it to. Yeah, because you have to actually just, you almost don't bind anything, get your basic, like, triggers and axes in place, and then just hop into story mode. And every time a mechanic shows up, like they're teaching you how to target something and follow something, they're going to show you the control. And then right there, hit your menu button and bind that to the thing you actually want it to be. All the way through to almost the last, like maybe the third to last mission of the story mode, they're still introducing things to you like the drift and how to like target and cue your wingmates to support certain ships or attack certain ships or do other things, call in help. All this stuff is basically explained on the fly as you play it. So it's basically like an extended tutorial. And if you think about it that way, really, you know, what you what you were sold is a multiplayer battle royale game. Or, you know, um, there's part of it is dogfighting, and then there's the fleet battles thing, which is a little more involved and interesting as capital ships and stuff like that. But basically it's it's that. That's what it is. And the story mode is not significant. And, you know. You shouldn't you shouldn't buy it expecting any kind of like single player extended single player fun in, in that sense. So yeah, I think I think it was sort of crappy when it comes out with all these kind of this buggy stuff. I had a little trouble binding some things too. I had a little trouble getting the joystick to totally respond. Sometimes it would I'd be trying to bind something and it would feel like it just wasn't listening. And I would like exit and reload the game. And then suddenly I was able to eventually I was able to bind everything to what I wanted. So I had a little like the first like day was sort of frustratingly didn't seem to work. And then I kind of came back to it and, and did kind of, once I got it settled, it, it was fine. Um, I actually think, well, well, first I, I totally agree. The view and all the ships for the ships are so cramped. Um, mm-hmm. I actually kind of think the scale of the whole game is too small. Um, the ships themselves, like compared to what I'm seeing in, in the star Wars movies, I believe they scaled everything maybe 20 or 30% smaller than it really should be. And um, I haven't really watched the Star Wars Rebels cartoon, but people are saying that things kind of look like the Star Wars Rebels cartoon, which is a little bit stylized. And I think that might be where they're getting the smaller size. But, you know, from the X-Wing being just, I don't know, when I turn my head and look at the laser blasters, it they're just a little too close. Yeah, um, everything just seems just slightly off. Yeah, the cockpits are really cramped. The view is is tough, but once you get used to it, it's like, well, this is this is really kind of what it was like. You know what 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 you know the the X wing, the front of the X wing cockpit really does come right up into your face, and the Tie Fighter, yeah, like the view's kind of bad in almost all these ships, especially if something is like front and down to your craft. Um, mm-hmm. But. I don't know. It's it. It is what it is. It does look exactly like the movie. I mean, you you think about it. Like you wanted that scene where from the Tie Fighter's view. Well, I mean, honestly, the, go back and watch the scene because the control is right up there in the guy's face. Uh, I don't know. I you could also like go into VR and sort of set your head position when you're scrunched down a little bit <laughs> and cheat um, to see over it a little better. But yeah, I. I get that. I think I think I'm still going to have a lot of fun with it, but the real fun is kind of going to come from multiplayer and it does fly like a World War II movie. It doesn't fly like space, mm-hmm. which is Star Wars culture as well. So, um I think the the devs like as far as the things like that, I think they did stay true to what they meant to be. They they kept the graphics, they kept the instrumentation in the ships all follows extremely closely and you can turn off all the HUD elements and just play 
off your hard hardware instrumentation, which is really neat. And it does all match up really well. Um, I think there was some sort of like Star Wars credentials attention to detail that that is not, you know, true to real life, but it's true to Star Wars. Um, but I but I totally don't disagree with any of the complaints you guys have. So Well, and here's the thing, like I'm not necessarily saying the game is bad. Uh, I mean the game is bad. The controls are bad. <laughs> I know. Welcome to my, welcome to the two trains, man. But well, I'm no. Not- see, I actually really like all of that combo stuff. Um, once I figured out what it was for, basically by playing through the thing, like that actually simplifies a lot. And you do a lot of like one button is controlling three things, whether you hold it, tap it, or double tap it. And it's it's actually pretty effective grouping when I'm doing like you know, attack strafing runs and stuff, which is what you have to do because you don't have thrusters. So um, I kind of like all that crap. And you could bind everything to, to everything's to a separate switch if you really want to and not use the combo stuff. But um, anyway, sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. And the thing about it, though, is that from a nostalgia point of view, I feel like they did a great job from, the, from feeling like you're in the fighter from a VR point of view. I liked it. But here's what I didn't like. Um, it feels too small. And just like you said, it feels like... Yeah. If you look Even at, the character models. Like, I'm a pretty, pretty tall person, but I felt like even considering that I'm taller than most people I meet, I'm not taller than all, but most, it still felt like the characters were all just a little smaller, like their shoulders just a little narrower than they ought to have been. Well, if you look at Mark... If you look at uh, Empire Strikes Back, Mark Hamill sitting inside of the X-Wing cockpit, yeah, uh, I mean, the X-wing cockpit is actually fairly spacious. Uh, I mean, it's not like the you know the controls wrap around you and are wrapped around him, and but it's not the most spacious cockpit. It's not like a seven forty seven or something, but it's 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 got some room in there. You don't get that impression from that game, and. I kind of feel like the overall, just like you said, the overall scale of the game feels off. And it feels so off to the point to where it's off-putting. And you take that with the controls, you take that with, I can only assume is like an HD pass of TIE Fighter graphics because they're bad. (laughs) Uh, Are are your graphics, are you... Are your graphics settings like wrong or something? I actually don't think it looks that bad. Um, it's, really? Wow. It, they're they're hitting pretty hard on the the uh, film stylized kind of thing. Um, like yeah. there's graphics settings in there for like film grain and lens distortion. Um, but like I don't know. It, it's okay. Do you think they're bad? Be, do you think maybe you have the impression they're bad because this is like extremely a console game that was just sort of like ported to PC? Because it yes. definitely is. I mean, yes. right, that's not just the graphics. part of it, but I think the, the graphics for sure, but then the rest of it as well, the, from what they messed up with the control schemes and just mm-hmm. the, the whole feel of it has a um, sort of arcadey simplicity that I, I think comes from the culture of making console. like. Yeah, it's console, and it's like um, the Rogue Squadron games from Nintendo sixty four. There's a they're trying to say like, oh sure, you can choose which 
you know, countermeasure to bring and which type of torpedo and stuff like that. But like after that, it's, those are the, the ends of the, you know, the sim elements almost end there, right? You've chosen your weapon. And then after that, we're just sort of, well, like you, you were talking about as you fly faster, it almost seems like the world is compensating for it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that because your other ships, your wingmates are flying with you. And the way the AI, like if you're supposed to follow somebody, the way the AI handles that is essentially it goes full speed until it starts to get too far away from you and then it slows down. And then when it starts to get too close to you, it goes full speed again. So the, the ships that you're following will have this like pushing, pulling look to them the whole time. Uh, and I think that's sort of just a, well, the AI they took straight out of um, Battlefront 2, I think. Yep, there's Battlefront a lot of. Yeah, there's a lot of kind of aspects of the game that they did kind of reuse from something else, and yeah, yeah. It it, it feels like they took the parts of Battlefront Two. This honestly feels like it was like, hey, this was going to be an add-on to Battlefront Two that never happened. Yeah. Like they were going to make it part of it or something. Um, because in in the old Battlefront, there there is a flight portion. Um, yeah. So it's not a stretch to think that they, they originally were going to do something like that. And then they just decided not to at some point after all the backlash, like I could see this yeah. being like in one of their loot boxes or something, you know? <laughs> well, so, okay. So what do you think about this? Um, the, the whole idea of this being a, a, a game at a $40 price point, that's mm-hmm. mostly multiplayer, but, Promises to contain no microtransactions. I mean, even the cosmetics are not, they're, they're extracting no money from people after this $40. Uh, I do kind of feel like this is absolutely kind of, it's like a, it's like a, a niche audience game or something. It's like something they didn't expect the masses to catch on to. They didn't, because they didn't choose to make it like a free to play and buy your cosmetics with money or something. Um, they went absolutely the other direction with it, and which is insane. You know, with the Star Wars <laughs> brand, you know, slapped yeah. on the side of it to go. It's a it's a but niche it, thing when it's Star Wars, but it does have a narrow focus because it's a niche thing in the sense that I don't think most people play flight games at all. Like, are you know, sim or not? Um, well, like some some of the some of the people in the the tone control Discord, there's a lot of Star Warsers over there, and um, mm-hmm. we so we've been sort of talking about it and hyping and stuff. Um, once we got in there, a couple of the other guy, at least one person, had the experience of I have n- like I can't fly this at all. Like, th- and this is a console player, right? Like, this mm-hmm. is a person whose gaming experience is mostly first person games, you know. And there's a ton of Star Wars, like I mean. What flying there was in in Battlefront and stuff. It's yeah, not I've got Battlefront. Same. It was stupid. <laughs> it's not the same at all. It's not significant, and it's yeah. So I think mm-hmm. most for most console players, oh, this is an all in the cockpit game. That's like the only thing you do in this game is in the cockpit. Mm-hmm. That's like not that's an alien concept to I would say most gamers, like at least the plurality of gamers. But that's where the price point surprise. It should have been a twenty dollars game at that point if it was so. I mean, <laughs> really? I mean, it. I, I feel well, like forty dollars. I got ripped off. Well, I just, I, you definitely get ripped off if you're not going to play the multiplayer. 
if you're not going to keep playing it, I mean, that's the thing. Like you, you, you got ripped off if you don't play it and, and have fun. Um, and it sounds like it's not something you're going to have fun with. No. Well, so I, I, I'm going to give it another agree. go. I'll give it another couple shots. But I, I think if it would have been a $20 game and then they could have had their microtransactions, because then if you don't want to play it, you know, do that stuff and you yeah. didn't enjoy it, you're only $20 invested here, $40 invested. <laughs> and, oh, we promise we're not going to charge you for anything ever again. Well, okay, but that doesn't matter. I just spent $40 and it sucks. And, you know, I could yeah. return yeah. it, but I'm not. I, I just, I, we'll see. I'll give it another chance, see if a couple patches get it get it up to speed and i you know i i love flying well i i keep yeah. saying i love flying spaceships i think i love flying spaceships in elite dangerous <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah well the flight is a lot more satisfying in this it's it's a it's a different kind of thing like i i, I will never be turning on that game for for the love of flying it it's yeah it's really just more like Kind of it, it. Well, you know what it's going to be. It's going to be about friends. It's going to be about like yep. a Star Wars game that I can play with Derek and some other people like that, where I can't game with them in Elite. You know. See, I, I this wish this is all cross-platform. I wish that like Frontier could have gotten a Star Wars license to do a Star Wars CQC. Just get the skins, put them in oh, here, and, and and go from there with this flight model. God damn, that'd be fun. Because I, I be was insane. thinking, I was thinking like you know the fleet. Uh, version multiplayer thing you do you know that the other game options yeah. i'm like god that would be cool if that if elite dangerous added that over here but we can't even get a capture the flag game going because there's not enough people playing right. cqc to do it so it doesn't matter what game modes you put in if you don't yeah. have enough yeah. players playing it so that you know people can learn the mode and learn the cooperation and actually mm. sign up to play but if all of a sudden that you had Star Wars skins and sounds on the CQC fighters uh you know you might Get some attention. Well, <laughs> Would that be enough, right? I, I think I think we've talked about this entirely. Yeah, you beat me much. to the punch. Ad nauseum. <laughs> yes. I, I would say if somebody want if somebody was interested and wanted to try it, uh, in order to know if you'll really like it, I think you do need to take the time to play at least pretty far into the story mode because it teaches you the controls. And for somebody who's like skilled at flying spaceships. Um, it's not as complicated as this, but if you have that in your head already, um, it shouldn't take you more than three or four hours to play through the story. Um, and that will teach you the controls. That'll teach you the things that don't didn't make sense about the game before. And I don't think you should be trying multiplayer before that because you're just going to get wasted because you're not going to understand how to do the drift move and all that other stuff. So, yeah. Well, I I foresee me repurchasing it at some point and giving it another go. Uh, because if history has taught me anything, um, EA makes shitty games, but then they make them good. Uh, like out of the hmm. box, they're not great, but eventually like star Wars battlefront two actually became a pretty damn good game by all reports. So, hmm. Hmm. Uh, another example is the battlefield series. They made that horribly. And, um, Another example is um, I'm gonna, even though technically it's a Bioware game, is still an EA game. Um, uh, Andromeda, Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, I bought that game, hated it, and then uh, it had nothing to do with anything. It with it was the fact that the graphical glitches in it were just it was too much and drove me crazy. But they fixed them, mm. Mm. and it fixed them to the point to where. Uh, the nebula that you're flying through doesn't, you know, creep inside of the ship magically. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I know, right? I mean, 
<laughs> Come on now. Anyway, so I, I, I think that um, I'll probably give it another go uh, here in a few weeks and give it a a, a fair shake. Give so, it the college try. Yeah. But I returned my squadrons and then picked up Baldur's Gate 3. And yeah, that's in a early access game. Um, I haven't got even got a chance to play it because I got it three quarters of the way downloaded. You know, and then um, had to, you know, I turn off my computer, pause it, came back, and the download had reset. And it's because they keep releasing patches for it. And if you hadn't downloaded the full game, <laughs> patch, you got to start back over because it's considered a whole new version. <laughs> oh, boy. So, I mean, I guess I can't complain too much because they are patching the hell out of it. But building on the fly. I, I'm just going to leave it running Friday night. It's my plan so I can get all of it. So, wow. Anyway, expect a whole great big uh, Ty Warsham uh, swathering review review for that in a future episode. So, Sweet. so I do want to touch on this because this is probably the shittiest thing I have ever heard a gaming computer, a gaming company do in my lifetime. Uh, <laughs> Forty-one years old. I've never heard of a company doing this. I really hope to hell that MS, MSI releases some sort of statement about it and they squared away somehow. I don't know how they squared well, away. They, they did. Well, they've already. Uh, yeah. did, did, did I, okay, so I missed that. So how, how are they squared? Well, let's, let's back up. So what it is, um, MSI, who makes video cards and among other things, who makes shitty motherboards, I might <laughs> also add. I agree. Um, but makes okay video cards. Um, a subsidiary company called Starlink, Starlit. Shit, what was it called? Something like that. Something like that. Somebody help me. Yeah, Starlit. Okay, I just looked it up. Um, they were selling um, uh, thirty eighty graphics cards on eBay with inflated prices, upwards of like twelve hundred, fifteen hundred dollars. That's just about the shittiest thing I've heard. Scalping their own cards. Yeah. They were, they were scalping their own cards is what they were doing. Uh, I, I, so this this put the nail in the coffin for me as far as uh, MSI goes. (laughs) It, yeah. Well, the, the answer is the, the company, this is a company that's owned by them that normally sells their refurbished stock. So this is stuff that gets RMA'd but is repaired wow. or, or deemed isn't broken and can be resold at a lower price. Um, the, they were, they said that that company did not have permission to do that and they were ordered to issue either Take take the cards as returns, as full returns, or issue price difference refunds down to MSRP. Um, that's that's what MSI did about it. Um, they they were not allowed to do that. So basically, if I bought a card from them on eBay for twelve hundred dollars, I could get my I could get four hundred dollars back from it. Then huh? you could you, right, you could get it so that you only paid the correct amount, even though you got it from eBay, or you could simply send the card back for a full refund if you wanted. I don't know why anybody would do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it does kind of say, like, obviously that was the right move for the company to to respond with, but it does kind of say, like, well, I guess they weren't like this is a something that happened on their watch, you know. So that's yeah. how closely they're paying attention. Well, and, and to you know, 
I've I've talked to some people. Actually, talked to a lot of people the last few days, but I've talked to some people about this MSI thing, and they're like, "Well, I don't even know why the hell they even have a company that does that." I'm like, "Everybody does that. Every every company in the world beyond X amount of sales has a company that sells their refurbished parts. Everybody, yeah. They just, well, you just you know you just can't you can't do everything." Right. You know, so there's different people who do that, and so that becomes a different company, and just for the right. sake of management and organization, right? It it it's, it makes perfect sense to do that. There are actually companies that specialize in doing that. They they make it easier for larger companies to actually do it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think this is actually one of the, I think this is actually a uh, a full blown subsidy, like a full blown company of MSI uh, that. Was like its own subsidiary, but I'm not 100 percent sure on that. So anyway, it just some just some MSI bullshit. It it's uh, more reason not to buy from them, in my opinion. I think they make uh, crappy, 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 crappy motherboards. I don't recommend <laughs> any of their motherboards. <laughs> uh, they make okay video cards. Um, I feel like if you're going to spend money for a uh, for a uh, NVIDIA, I'm sorry, for MSI video card, you might as well spend the, money, the same amount of money for an ASUS video card and go with the brand that you can trust. So. Yeah, it seems like it's not it's not positioning itself like a budget brand in the way that like a Zotac or mm-hmm. PNY is, um, but they don't have kind of the service and support or extra build quality to kind of make up for the price difference and... Yeah, I wasn't thrilled with the one thing I ever bought for him, but it was really like a service issue. There was a problem with it, and I didn't really like the way they handled it. So that's, See, I think, my, what it comes down to when you're buying from these partners, you know? Yeah, well, I told you guys my MSI story is, you know, got a motherboard yeah. that was dead on arrival. You mm-hmm. know, all the troubleshooting, trying to figure out what the hell's wrong with it. Finally, it's it's got to be the motherboard. Send it, you know, RNA it, yep. get, get the next one back, and the next one arrives dead on arrival. So then, then you know I'm like okay because it can't be the motherboard RMA. again yeah it can't be the motherboard again it has to be something <laughs> else and going through everything again and then no it was back to back dead mother brand new dead motherboards that blows oh. and that that's because when you RMA things you typically will yep. get back a refurbished part because yep. the way the company sees it you that is a used part so they yep. are giving you something of equal value by not giving you back a new inbox like OEM part yeah but then that one that i sent back that didn't work probably got sent to somebody else cuz you know <laughs> cuz who knows what their what their yeah. qc is right yep, like if exactly. they're even checking them i think a lot of times they check to see if they boot up you know i i had something go wrong well uh, you know, while we're on the topic of companies, like I consider EVGA to be a, a much higher end company. I think mm-hmm. I think they're a bit renowned for their service. Now, I still had a problem one time. I had a card go bad on me. I sent it back, and the replacement that comes is an RMA. It's a previously RMA card. You know, it's a refurbished mm-hmm. card. And I plugged it in, and that one was wrong also. Now it <laughs> booted up and it ran, but once it got under load for a few minutes, it would crash out as though it was overclocked. And even if I reset it, because it had a factory overclock, even if I reset it to NVIDIA's like uh, uh, reference board settings, it would still do it. And that's a that's a question of you know their QC process when they took the card back from a return. 
and just said, well, let's power it up and make sure it still works so that we can sell it as a refurb. It was just to turn it on and like turn on a benchmark or something. And if it ran once, they probably put it back in the box and sold it. Well, in their defense on that, they go through probably a thousand right. cards a day or some shit like that, you know? Yep. Um, so I get that from that point of view, they have a probably have a process they have to follow. And Yeah. Now, in EVGA did not make me go through a bunch more... Um, uh, uh, troubleshooting and crap like that. Like I called them on the phone. And I was like, "This is going on," and they're like, "Really?" And I was like, "Yeah." Do you want me to send you a screenshot? And, and the guy on the phone was like, "You know what? No. Um, I'm gonna cross ship you the new one. When you get this, there will be an extra label inside the box. You don't have to pay the shipping." And like, so they basically like bumped me up to as if I had paid for the super service. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of warranty, um, which I did not. But because they screwed up the first time, they're gonna like make it okay. So. <laughs> It's still, I still sort of feel like I shouldn't have to pay to return a bad product in the first place. But like, there's this kind of, there's this whole RMA culture of like companies like, like manufacturers like this are not Amazon. You know, they're not, they're not used to shipping things for free and returning them for free. And exactly, you know, it's like yeah. if you get used to Amazon, you're going to be disappointed. That's a, actually a good reason to buy from Amazon, even if you are getting an EVGA card, because you might, if you find there's a failure and you're within Amazon's warranty, you don't have to deal with the RMA crap. Yep. So. Well, anyway, that's kind of my bitching. Uh, Boy, how much of the show have we blown not getting to Elite Dangerous at all yet? For <laughs> 45 minutes, I was just going to mention that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, now I've definitely, I've definitely listened to some episodes of Lave Radio that went down in much the same way, so I guess I don't feel that bad, but. All right, so. Um, I kind of have some shitty, shitty notes here and I think hate just had to take off because of work. Um, so we're not going to get a squadron update. Uh, the squadron update is go read the squadron update notes in the, uh, <laughs> discord. That's the, that's the squadron update. Congratulations. You don't, you don't get a sound effect for that. No. <laughs> uh, we're going to go right over into, into the chig chat. All right. Uh, hey, well, do you, uh, anybody, you know any, no, no, huh? no, 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 no. My chick right. chat was going to have a lot to do with what's kind of going to be a Star Wars squadron. So I don't think we <laughs> let, let, let's just let's just let's just stop let's play that this right a few now. More times. And let's e, just, e, yeah, e, yeah, we, e. we, can, okay. we can do that. Oh, we're going to talk about disappointing video games and stuff. The fact we haven't talked about Elite at all, I think we should move on to something else. Like we could talk about the CG that happened this last week. Yeah. Nah, all right. So. Y'all, y'all, y'all bring because I've been out. Y'all bring up, bring me up to speed on the CG stuff. Okay, okay. somebody do it. Do it. Go ahead. Do it. You do it. Oh me, I feel like I've been doing so. I've, I've been talking way too much already. Well, just talk about what it was, and then we can, okay. I can talk about what we've been doing. All right. The CG last week was this uh, combat CG. So basically, uh, Empire versus uh, a, a a mob boss, <laughs> sort of. Uh, so Denton Petraeus decided that. Uh, Liz Ryder was somehow involved in the bombs uh, that contained a uh, Thargoid enzyme that were detonated inside those stations. And he decided that because, according to Denton Petraeus, their investigation about where the bombs came in on the ships was uh, linked to the Eurybia Blue Mafia, which is the faction uh, in the system where uh, Liz Ryder operates. 
And then, of course, she's into, you know, rockets and mines and stuff. So that must make sense, even though I'm pretty sure I can buy Thargoid enzyme missiles from any human <laughs> tech broker, and it doesn't seem like it has anything to do with any engineer and requires no special skills that aren't present wherever there is a human tech broker. Um, so, and, I, you know, the, the, the fill-in around that is, is that apparently Denton Petraeus, for those who have been playing the game longer than me and paying attention to the kind of story and lore much longer than me, they, Denton Petraeus tends to do this, right? Uh, he'll find any excuse to do kind of a little bit of a land grab, so he tries to take over that system, and uh, they failed. <laughs> uh, so the, the, the players uh, resoundingly chose to defend Liz Ryder and the Eurybia Blue Mafia and that side of the CG won handily. And so we will, our participants besides getting paid, will be receiving, anyone in the top 75% or better, will be receiving this uh, Seeker missile rack that has two mo uh, mods on it, two engineering mods, both lightweight and high capacity. And that's interesting. So we're going to be receiving that on the 10th. It will go into storage, I believe, at the engineer base or somewhere. Anyway, it'll be in storage for everybody. And now there's, uh, as we have as we have back-to-back -back CGs, uh, a new one has just begun. And I got to be honest, I was out straight today and I have not read the info. So I would love to be taken over for at this point. Okay, this week's is, uh, well, just a story continuance. There's no real rewards. It's, you know, probably as somebody st stated earlier, we're picking the path in a choose-your-own-adventure kind of thing. You know, it's just going to yeah. continue the story. Uh, last week's was the first time I really, you know, I've done a little bit in CGs, just I've never even tried to get on the leaderboards or anything or even tried for anything, and I didn't think I was mm. going to get to it this week. I you know, with work and all the bullshit that goes on in the world these days, I didn't think I was going to get to it. And, you know, you needed to be in the top 75. And I'm like, man, I kind of just want that weapon just so I can have it. Uh, so I, yeah. you know, found some time and yeah, I ended up in the top 25%, you know, just doing it, you know, a couple nights in a row, Tuesday and Wednesday night, I was on here. And I just want to say that is a lot of goddamn fun doing CZs during a you know, a community mm -hmm. goal thing like this, because, you know, if, if you're playing in open, you know, you're dealing with interdictions, you're dealing with other players in the CZs, you're dealing with, I mean, me, Dubs, and PB Junkie were in a, in a wing, and somebody else joined, I, and I feel bad, I was going to look up, I think it was McGeek, you know, but I'm not, I'm not sure, mm -hmm. so whoever it was, let me know, he asked if we had room in our wing, and it's like, oh yeah, for sure, and he's heading out towards us, and then, all of a sudden, uh, Dubs gets disconnected, and and he's like, you know, I'm just going to call it a night. It was starting to get get later, and it's like, oh, okay, that's fine. And then all of a sudden, uh, uh, McGeek's like, oh, I got interdicted. Interdicted? Can I get some help? He was he was in a gunship, I think, and he was got interdicted by a, a Corvette, another player. So it's like, oh yeah, we'll come help you. <laughs> and yep. and all of a sudden, me dubs and PB drop in. I have never seen a Corvette die as fast as this one did. But he he uh -huh. combat he combat logged right as he hit zero because we didn't get an explosion and he did not jump away. So he he logged. Oh, interesting. And then uh, I thought they still give you the fourteen seconds. But I, I guess I don't. I'm not know sure. How it works. I, I've never really dealt with plug, it. I don't know because I've never had somebody mm -hmm. just vanish. So we we were a little bit annoyed by that but then dubs you know 
you know, lips off because the guy logged back on in private or solo, you know, we're not sure. And yeah. Dub says something in system chat. Then the guy accuses us of using our guy as bait so that we could, you know, attack somebody. <laughs> who cares? Yeah, this, First this of guy, all, who yeah, cares? Yeah, he, he's interdicting somebody, not asking for anything. So he's literally just trying to gank somebody and we come to help our friend. So if it was a trap, fuck you for, you know, try, <laughs> trying to gank somebody. But yeah, we were goodness. just coming to help, you know, uh, a you know, a squad mate. And yeah, that, that ended quick. And then, you know, a couple of times I got jumped in the CZ when I was in there by myself, by other players and interdicted randomly. I was talking huh. in another channel last night. I'm sitting there talking to, uh, you know, good old Kaizen. Hi, Kai. Um, and all of a sudden I get interdicted by two people and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I got, I got to go Kai. And I, I, hop into the other channel and I <laughs> and I tell the guys, oh guys, I'm getting interdicted. And I I turn and start shooting the type 10. It was a type 10 and I don't even remember what the other ship was. But as soon as I started shooting the type 10, he lost two rings of shields and like two volleys of oh, my no. weapons. He and wasn't ready. <laughs> he he jumps away and his buddy jumps away. I said, okay, never mind, false alarm. Then I tell Dubs <laughs> who the guy is. And Dubs is like, oh my buddy, you know says his name it's like let's find him i'm like oh, you go ahead it's not worth our time because they literally <laughs> they did, did not jump the right person so i i was having an absolute blast with it and i, I mean we were oh, each great. night you know at least a full wing of us sometimes we had two wings going and you get two wings mm -hmm. of a bunch of guys fully engineered you just clean those things up even the high oh, intensity yeah. ones it's it's where you're looking for more enemies so you it, can it put so many combat bonds on the board. I, oh, I'm yeah. going to be honest. I actually didn't stick around in open, and not because I was avoiding players, but because I. This is um, one of the first nights. I think I actually only played the CZ one night. I put like 5.9 million uh, in combat bonds on the board in one night. That was enough to stay in the top 50 percent by the end. I never got back on. Yeah, you went top 25 percent. Yep. Yeah. So um, I. I had to. We we moved the wings to private group uh, because we couldn't get the CZs to reinstance. Um, there were players just hanging around in them, and at first I thought, well, they're just you know collecting the mats, and I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna give them grief for that. Um, but then somebody like went back in like much later, and they were like, oh no, there was nothing left. There was nothing left in there. They're just sitting there. So I'm like, okay, so this is like the uh, player who wants to actually play for the Empire. Because um, we saw some players in there pledged to fight for the same side as us, pledged to fight for Eurybia Blue Mafia. But then once the CZ was done, they just don't leave. And so that's a way of shutting us down, right? As, as, yeah. So yeah, sure. they're, they're not getting shot by us because they are acting like they're playing on our... So we just we had to move to private group for that reason. I was, I was a little bummed about that, but... Yeah, we yeah. were... we dubs would usually stay in or one of us would stay in just to make sure that everybody else left then we'd jump out and jump back mm. in if somebody didn't jump out uh, we'd message them and stuff it's like oh yeah he had to go help his kids or something and the person would come back and, and would <laughs> jump out you know and stuff so That's it, good. It, we ran That's into good. it a couple times but but not too bad at all it actually it, we, we ran well, that's interesting then in maybe open. I'm wrong maybe they were just helping their kids and I was being a jerk <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I didn't give him any crap about it. I just moved to private group. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I, I I had a blast with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to more of them. I might go. You know, this week. Well, next week, early next week, I'll probably get in there and do a bunch again. Just uh, you know, I 
I, I've decided that that's all I like doing in this game now is combat. <laughs> I just I thought, <laughs> for a long time, all I liked is exploring and and stuff like that. And then I got the CQC addiction, and now yeah. all I like to do is combat. You know, it's it's maybe it'll come around again. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to getting back onto the black. And with CQC, you can hop in at any time, so I can still go do that. But it's it's been fun, you know. You know, get that little adrenaline rush when somebody interdicts you, and it's a real player, and it's more than one ship. And it's like, oh my god, I'm gonna die! Oh no, I'm not. You know, you just, you just, you just, you just don't know what's gonna jump you. Now, if I'm in Shinrada, and you know, you get the dedicated guys and their, you know, perfect meta yeah. ships. You know that you. You've, don't have a chance. You know, I could probably, I don't know. I'm going to say, say I could probably escape, but I have no idea. I haven't been jumped by real gankers in a long time. It's all these wannabes. Yeah. Usually when one, if it's, if it's any of my combat ships, I can usually escape as long as I don't try As long as I, my goal is escape, I'll be fine. If I try to fight for a second and then escape, it's very questionable. Yeah. yeah that's I, uh, in the CZ, like, Wednesday morning before work, I decided to hop in a CZ, you know, just try to pad, you know, get an extra bond, you know, hoping a capital ship would be in there. Cause that's, you know, uh, 500,000 or whatever is the bond. If mm-hmm. you, if you chase the capital ship away and I, I hop in one and there's a capital ship, I'm super excited. And I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, just holding my stick right next to the ship, just shooting the relays. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm getting shot, not thinking anything of it. Then look at the radar. It's like, Oh, that's a player. You know, and rotate oh, wow. up, and, and here's this mamba <laughs> shooting me. I'm like, what the hell? So then, when I I finally turned towards him, he started jousting me, and you know, I'm in my Corvette, and it's probably really effective if it wasn't against my Corvette, which is all fixed weapons, because he'd go out to like seven, eight kilometers and come back at me full speed and launch chaff, and it was just yeah. two two uh, times he went by Corvette. me. Yeah, my railgun Corvette and. And two passes, and I had him down to one ring of shields. So then he tried, you know, rotating around me, and that wasn't working either. You know, I play a lot mm. of CQC. I, you know, I was able to like, yeah. keep him, and it's a mamba on top of it. So right. just about get him dead, and then he starts running away. I'm like, ah, oh, no way, I'm going to catch him. And then a Corvette starts shooting me a player. So two players for the other side, and no wow. players for our side. So then it chased the Corvette off, too. It was it was a lot of fun. I I. I I'm really looking forward to doing a lot more of those. Well, that's good. awesome. That's really good. I, um, I've had like being curious. I'm curious to see after Odyssey launches, how much exploration is back in my, uh, wanting to do. I'm, I've been having a, uh, don't want to do any sort of exploration here lately. So, uh, last week accepted too, but you know, uh, yeah, just just don't want to be away from being able to do actual things. <laughs> I just don't want to be away. I just don't want to be that far from my carrier. I have like this really yeah. weird thing where it's like, I don't really want to go that far from my carrier. That's where my home is. And I don't hmm. know. It just uh, somehow at some point the carrier became my home. And I know it's easy to say that was when you move all it's your probably ships. probably the day you bought it. <laughs> But I really think it became more so whenever it be. It's like when you move into an apartment or to a house, and like, all right, so this is where I, all my shit is. But then at some point, it becomes your home, and you can't really define when it becomes your home because it's it's like a. I don't want to say supernatural, but it's like a like something that's just kind of. Uh, like you can't. Spiritual. You can't 
spiritual. <laughs> thank you. That's the that's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. It just it just it's just a spiritual thing. You can't really say, oh, it's because of this or it's because of that. You know. I, I keep having this weird urge to sell my carrier because of that fact. The game just I, I don't do anything without using my carrier for it anymore. You know, all my ships, all my modules mm-hmm. are there. If I need to engineer stuff, I'm jumping to the engineering system using the carrier to have my ships with. Yep. And it's like, oh, well, I'm here. I'll just get everything engineered that I need engineered. Like, you know, I want it uh, on my <laughs> Corvette. You know, I've just had a regular multi-cannon for my, to put corrosive effect on stuff. I'm like, fuck, mm-hmm. I got eight enforcers sitting on a, on a, anaconda that i've never engineered or used well might as well get all those engineered so i engineered all eight of those earlier today just so that then replace the multi-cannon on my uh, corvette so now my corvette is officially all fixed weapons the the multi-cannon was gimbaled before but uh you know mm. but that's it you know jump the carrier out there, and then well, when you're there it's like well do i have any other weapons in storage that this engineer can do and then you get them all done while you're there because you're just in system and then I uh, I was in Ross. Then when I jumped back from the engineer, I jumped to Ross three ten. It's like, well, I'm going to do some missions in Comma. It's one jump away and in, in my ship, but I still jump my carrier over instead. Just so, <laughs> just, just so all my ships are there, you know? Why not? You're taking have, it a little far. <laughs> I don't know. I have made the decision to not go somewhere because I can't put my carrier there because there's too many people there. So you just <laughs> you just don't you don't pick an adjacent system. You just don't go. Yeah, I'm just like, nah, I, I guess I'll just, I guess I'll just, I'll just go do something else. Screw you guys, I'm going home. Yeah. It's literally what goes through my head. It's like, eh, well, I'll just, I'll just do it later. Oh, well. Yeah, and that's what the carrier has been. After not knowing what it would be or what it wouldn't be, now it's become just, yeah, it's just this thing I use for everything. It's become home. And yeah, I, I'll agree I've with actually that. considered selling it too because it's like, I don't know if that's, you know, you know, it makes it to where everything I want to do becomes like this great big thing. I was like, well, I want to do this, but it's going to take me 20 minutes to move the carrier. And ah, I'll just, I'll just do it later. <laughs> Which is completely ridiculous. Cause it's like, dude, you're three jumps away. No, no, no. I'm one jump away or 20 minutes. <laughs> that's, 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 that's what ridiculous. Uh, tell me about it. Tell me about it. I'm aware. <laughs> He's also the guy who said, I'm not going to say Star Wars Squadrons is bad, but it's bad. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tie-ism right there. It's bad. Yeah. It's really bad. It's, anyway, it's not really <laughs> bad. Anyway. Yeah, it is. Well, okay, so what they could do is they could add a holographic Luke and a salt planet and a casino scene, and that would make it worthwhile. <sighs> God, here we go. <laughs> All right, sorry. Back so, on topic. I would not be mad if they added some more game modes someday. I don't think they should even entertain the idea of putting more story into it because we are never going to get the kind of like story stuff that we think we want. That that would be it would be too much to make it into like a significant single player game. Um, But they've said that they're not really planning to do any of that, and so I'm not holding out any hope. I really think it's going to be. You know the Counter Strike of Star Wars space ships. I hate to go back to Star Wars Squadron. <laughs> I didn't mean to do this. I I'm, I apologize <laughs> to everybody. Okay, go ahead, Ty. But I never like I, I didn't go into it thinking the single player was even going to be a thing. Like I was just like, yeah, 
want to, I, I just wanted to play, you know, Star Wars with my friends. And they couldn't make it to where I could control my ship. So, <laughs> that's yeah, what, that's what a rough it. launch. Burned it for me. Burned it. SWQC is what I wanted to play. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so I think if you, um, I think what just who just dropped? Oh, G-Arc. one of our recorders dropped. Okay, that's oh, no big deal. Um, anyway, panic. Pan- oh no, <laughs> uh, the show is all lost. E- anyway, e- uh, okay, so let's bring it back to Elite. Um, we covered what was going on with, well, whatever the, the stuff in the dev diary has been passed over by us a bit and covered extensively, um, by the, the kinds of people who are much better sources if you want extremely extensive detailed stuff. So I don't think we should rehash all of that, but I would love to check back in with my man Ty because we have missed you. Um, what's, what's your, what's your thinking and feeling and thoughts now that we see a bunch more of the, the walking around the stations and whatnots. So I don't really know how I feel about it. I know that sounds really weird, but, um, it's, it's, it's a little, I've been very apprehensive about this whole thing when it comes to my space flight game, giving me the ability to walk around on it. It just feels wrong. It feels really wrong. Um, in fact, like I have in the show notes here, I want to talk about the taxi service. All right. And I, I, I mm-hmm. want to bring this up for just a minute. Okay. Because this thing really, as weird as it sounds, really worries me a little bit because what we're talking about here is that this is going to be something where you can play this game and you don't even have to be in a spaceship. I love that. That's an option. I I I agree with with Chig. I think I think for one thing, there's there's has to be something about it that it facilitates that we don't know yet, um, or it wouldn't be there. There's absolutely no way they would be spending time and resources on that. And the kinds of things I can imagine are like reasons why you'd want to stay out of a spaceship. I mean, other spaceships are vulnerable you own them maybe i'm disguising my identity maybe i'm doing some kind of covert thing uh you know besides just the like you have the option to just start without a spaceship at all and and kind of take it from there and see what happens um i think there's a lot of kind of unknown possibilities that i'm pretty excited for finding out about I just don't know. I don't know. I I mean, think about one of the things they've talked about in the past is, you know, you might be able to steal other people's ships. Now, maybe you're not going to steal, you know, another player's ships, but an NPC ship or something, you could, you know, you get a mission on one planet. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, this target has been seen in this other system, blah, blah, blah. And with, you know, uh, you can then go to that system, go to the ship, shipyard steal his ship and then you're not leaving one of your ships sitting there you know just something as simple as that you know i i yeah. i can go see to another system this facilitating go to another system buy a ship do the thing you're not the do the thing that is perceived to be illegal and then you know when you get made and you know your cover's blown you ditch that ship maybe you eject and ditch that ship right into the side of a planet and you 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 know you 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 go for the the Hans Gruber like they won't be looking for me if they think I'm dead kind of thing and then take the tax, tax, taxi back under a false identity so I can make up all kinds of reasons why that might be a fun thing to do. 
Okay, you probably just convinced me. <laughs> yeah, I love, and I just love the idea that <laughs> you could play this game without a ship entirely. So you could have players just that enjoy two entirely different things occupying the same universe and achieving a lot of the same mm. goals. It just adds that an extra layer, you know, instead of a mile wide, an inch deep, now it's a mile wide, two inches two deep. Two inches deep. You know, I'm <laughs> just, just saying, you just, you just, you just doubled it, you know, but I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. I just think it's super cool. And with procedural generation and stuff, I mean, hell, they're in, in essence, if they get in essence, probably not the right term, but that they have the capability because of the size of planets, you could end up spending your entire game time on one planet if there was enough procedurally generated shit across a planet. Especially what you know, if we end up getting uh, uh, actual, you know, planets with a big population and full atmospheric worlds, we end up getting cities and stuff at one point. You know, this is just that next step to expanding out the universe. My one gripe about the recent stuff is, you know. The, the hubs they're talking about will exist on starports, which makes sense. You know, you've got some gravity depending on, you know, how far out in the ring you are. But, you know, even where ships land, that's a, probably about a half a G or something. You've got Enough to hold you to the floor. Yep. On planets, planetary bases and settlements makes perfect sense. But they're saying that on the shoebox, you know, the outposts, you're going to have, yeah. you're going to uh, be able to be in those bars. Are they hand wavy? You know, there's no gravity on those. So are they going to add that yeah. somehow to the game? Or are we just supposed to pretend like, you know, that's not right. a problem? That's what I was hammering the Twitch chat with when they did the live stream about this. And um, I feel like I was expertly ignored. So <laughs> hopefully the info is coming and that's why I was being ignored kind of thing. Because um, I would love to know. Yeah. I I I want. I would to love know. if we float. I would love if we float, and it's like so would I, because um, then that means you know uh, we'll be able to go outside our ships and stuff at some point because they've got the yeah. tech sorted out on how to do that. I just right, uh, or maybe we say we we go like the expanse and just say mag boots. I don't know. See, that's what I think will happen. I think it'll be because they've already said that everything that you do is going to have to be taking place. Uh, I mean, like if you if you leave your ship, you're gonna have to be in in a suit or in in yeah. your suit. Which mm-hmm. I thought it was cool that they actually came out and said, "Yeah, you're gonna be able to have multiple suits." Like I didn't expect yeah. them mm-hmm. to actually release mm-hmm. that information. Um, yeah, I expected it to be like your ships. Yeah. Yep. I expect, and they also said that we're gonna be able to equip our our outfit our suits differently. Which again, I didn't really expect them to flat out say that. It just um, yeah. It was so much. It was so much. I, I expected it to happen. I just didn't expect them to to say, "Yeah, this is definitely going to be a thing." Uh, this early on, um, I think that's Arf's doing. I think he's really getting them to open up a little bit more, and he's willing to take the heat if they end up having to pull the plug on something. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think it's. I think it's been maybe a slow-ish culture shift because I think. Mm-hmm. I think going back to Bruce and Steven, they've all kind of wanted to be talking more. Yeah. And back to Paige, even, you know, just going sure farther and farther that, you know, they've, they've been in lockdown for a long time. I think uh, you just can't expect the, the culture to change overnight. And I think we're right. seeing that it is, it is coming around. Yeah. My question is, is do we want, I, I was, you know, as 
at work, you know, I, I've been washing cars, so I'm listening to podcasts and shit all the time. And everybody's, you know, we're talking about these suits. Do we want these suits just to be like our ships where you buy the different modules, then you go and engineer them? Or could they go, now this is just way off in the left field. I don't even know. You know, it, I was just trying to wrap my brain around the possibility a little bit, a little bit, but going more like uh, an, an actual MMO as far as outfitting your suit, where it's not necessarily loot drops, but you have to like do missions and stuff to earn better gear. And that's how you upgrade your suit. I mean, I haven't seen any hints of this or anything, but you know, instead of grinding another currency, because even Lave Radio is talking about, it's like, well, I got, you know, 20 billion credits. I can just buy everything. Yeah, but they're probably going to have a new currency for that. But how do you explain that or make sense of that? So I'm wondering if we're going to actually, instead of a credit grind to buy stuff or engineering that grind to engineer stuff, if we could end up with more of a earning stuff kind of thing. Here's, and so I've actually, I've actually kind of thought about that too. Here's, here's, what, here's what I come up with. They're giving us a new little scanning, handheld scanning tool. It's called the plant uh, gun. Okay. They're giving us a plant gun. It's cannon. <laughs> it's that, cannon. Will let us, that will let us scan rocks and plants and everything. It's not a stretch to think that they're going to be like, all right, so you learned this about this material. You learned it. Like, what if you scanned a plant and it's like, hey, you know, these fibers are extra strong. If I was to uh, uh, mix them with uh, carbon, well, then I could, if I was to collect enough of these and then mix them with carbon, I could apply it to my suit and make it towards more bulletproof. Sounds like you're engineering your own suit. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, like, and it, maybe engineering is not the right term. Maybe it's more like a, um, like a, like a crafting thing. Like you go back to the MMO thing for a little bit mm-hmm. where you have, and, and maybe it's not specific, like, you know, blacksmith or leather worker or something, but maybe it's just more general, like suit worker or something like that. And it's not really recipes. It's more, it's a little more fluid, you know, to where, um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like I think about uh, No Man's Sky where they don't really have recipes, but they kind of have like a more modular system where you can plug in different little things and kind of make your suit. Oh, excuse me. Kind of make your suit do different things depending on how you want it to do it. Because um, it's a little, more, a little bit more modular and that would kind of fit in with their uh, their little ability to yeah. expand their world, so to speak, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I do I do think it would be good for it to be kind of not the same as engineering, to be mm-hmm. a different mini game for lack of a better word. Um I think definitely. I think definitely that's the way to go. Because it definitely would you know, just to carbon copy that onto engineering. For first of all, I'm not really expecting that so much as just the buying different versions of stuff, right? right? You know, whether it's D-rated, A-rated, or whether it's just components, like are you installing this component in your ship or not? You know, that's right. kind of what I'm expecting to start with. And then, you know, a year or two or three down the line, maybe we got something else, right? Okay, well, the reason I, I even thought of that is because they talked about how you'll be scavenging in these outposts and finding basically loot, you know? <laughs> and yes, you could be like, oh, look at this, I found some osmium, you know? But then again, when you're in your ship, you're collecting that by the ton. So finding stuff like that on a planet seems weird. So that's where I started thinking, you know, uh, components for upgrading your your guns and your suit and stuff might be one of the loot kind of things mm. you're gathering. That, that You know, just because we've never had this 
kind of loot yeah. concept, really. You know, we've had these commodities we can get in some black market stuff, but but I'm now that we're new on the ground, oh yes, because we have sure. we know we have the shoot the the suits have a shield, yeah, which mm-hmm. is battery powered. We'll need oxygen supply, so there will be sort of a bit of survival mechanic. I'm I'm expecting to need to harvest some of that stuff, or at least to have some in store. Well, to do you be think that, recent. or is it just going to be a, a, a set amount of time you can be away from your ship in your suit. You actually think you're going to synth more oxygen as you're out and about? So maybe oxygen wouldn't make as much sense as extra batteries, or maybe extra batteries would be something we could add to the suit, right? That's a part we could buy okay, yes, that's for more shield. Like that. yes, so yes. maybe maybe you're right, yeah. But but I mean, the mechanic exists in the game, although I did just get done saying I don't think they would reuse a mechanic <laughs> <laughs> like engineering. <laughs> so who knows what I'm... Who knows you what's just going turned on. into Ty. <laughs> <laughs> See, it well, can happen to anyone. <laughs> E. <laughs> Learn from my story. <laughs> I'm actually kind of thinking it's going to be, and maybe I'm wrong on this. I, I just think it's going to be a, um, I don't know. I think it's going to be something that we, uh, I don't want to say it. Like it's, it's going to be something that's going to add on to engineering or add on to synthesis. Like clearly we're going to be able to synthesize more air. Clearly we're going to be able to synthesize uh, more flashlight battery power. I think that will be. An, I think that's easy things <laughs> that we'll be able to do. What I don't like to actually upgrade the suit. I really hope it's not something that you just go buy somewhere. I really hope it's something that it's like, that like, like maybe you can buy some upgraded suits, but then as you're out exploring, maybe you, maybe you know, you, you plant gun something and it's like, hey, here's some trees that you can put on your thing, and it'll give it like a different look, even. You know, improve it. It'll it'll kind of attach itself to synthesis. It'll attach <laughs> itself to engineering, for lack of a better term. Or maybe you take it to Liz Ryder, and she's like, "Oh, I can use this and make your suit better. I can make you into a bomb." Yeah. Oh God, I just did a terrible thing. Speaking of turning yourself into a bomb, did y'all see the part where they're going to have CQC running around on foot? Yes. Yeah, mentioned yep. that on the show last week too, and that that's been mentioned a few times. So that we're actually getting Fortnite. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes it is happening. Confirmed. Oh God, talk about something you know, I don't want to do. But, well, well, but people do want to do that. <laughs> um, that's the thing, uh, and and I think the the what's the the phrase is like I did not buy Elite to you know ha- to play Fortnite. Uh, yeah, and, and that is technically that that's literally true for anybody who absolutely without question for anybody who bought Elite before that first Odyssey video came out. Um, nobody bought Elite presuming that they were going to be able to do uh CQC style like battle royale matches on foot, but that is extremely popular <laughs> as far as gaming is concerned, uh, and acting like they could add running around on feet to this without and having some of it be combat related without also including that. I mean, that'd be crazy, right? Wouldn't it I be mean, crazy? I, I bought this game thinking I was going to be smuggling goods all the time and stuff. Uh, I don't think I've ever you done might that. be. Well, and you know, to kind of go along with that tracks, um, I'm, I play Warzone, which is, you know, a battle Royale game. Um, yeah. And, 
I've, I've actually I, I enjoy battle royale games. I, I really enjoyed PUBG before the the cheaters got a hold of it. Uh, you know, I, I'm I like the battle royale style for the most part. I don't like Fortnite. Fortnite is garbage. Uh, it's it's a garbage game. Although I will say this, their community events that they do are probably second to none in the industry. Uh, they're, they, they really involve their community better than any company I've ever seen with the possible exception of Frontier. But Frontier's curve on it, it's like, this is a six-year investment to be able to get to where you can do something, whereas uh, 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 Epic is like, hey, so this is going to be around for three days, guys. Good luck. <laughs> it just, they just do things different, you know? But Yes. Um, I yeah, understandably. I like, yeah, I like the direction that they're going with this. I don't like the CQC running around shooting people. I don't like that. I don't think I ever will. I don't think I'll ever play it. If I want to run around and shoot people, I'm going to play Call of Duty or something like that. It really depends on how well they do this. I mean, yeah. honestly, yeah. just we just don't know at this. What point. What if it comes out and you love it? I mean. I'm I'm always at the the I'm always got two trains and a bouncy ball in my head. So it, there's always a there's always a possibility. <laughs> what do you guys think they're gonna? How they're gonna, <laughs> how do you think they're gonna handle death? Yeah, I don't game? know. I I wanted I wanted an answer about that too. That was being asked a lot when I was in the Twitch chat, and that also got no answer. Um, so I'm I'm just assuming like they're not they were seeing the questions they were holding back the answers because it's something they didn't want to talk about yet. It's no, a big question. Was from Many, you. No, that one wasn't being asked by me. <laughs> okay, so that you know, it was being asked by le, le, <laughs> it was being asked by Joe, legitimate media source. Uh, <laughs> it was being asked by several people. Uh, yeah. so, some of whom uh, I knew the name of, and some of whom I didn't. Um, so there was no reason to think that it might have been ignored. I think it's obviously they've thought of something. Okay. Um, maybe you just maybe you just die and you have to start over. <laughs> Wouldn't that be wild? <laughs> Ouch. That's <laughs> why they that's why they have CQC or or uh, I forget I forget the name of it. We should use the real name, but I forget what it is. The real name of this company that lets you simulate combat on foot. Because um, everybody's going to be so afraid of combat because <laughs> you actually die. <laughs> that's that's actually kind of interesting if you think about it for a little, little bit. No, that, that, right, so, uh, and then what? You come, uh, your kid inherits all your stuff, and you get to keep all your ships, uh, or you die and it, you start from scratch. If your kid inherits your stuff and you just get a junior on your name, then you didn't really die. That's that's a different thing. If you really die. And you go back, you don't even get a sidewinder because guess what? You're on foot now. You got to take the taxi to where you can buy a sidewinder. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> You're just, wow. All right. None of, of this all, will happen. Zero percent chance. If it does happen, it's your fault. You put the idea in their head. No, it's not. Yeah, it's your fault. Okay. No, that's fine. I'll take the heat for this. <laughs> you're not, you're not, not afraid, afraid of, of you. You ain't afraid of no heat. <laughs> Come on. Oh my God. We right. met you. I mean, I'm mining in open right now. I'm not afraid of anything. I, I love mining in open too. I, <laughs> I, I got interdicted twice on the way to sell, and I I stuck it out. <laughs> I made boy. it, by the way. <laughs> that a boy. 
What am I doing? I'm, I'm trying to scan a data port on a ground-based thing. I hate doing this. Um, Why'd you take the mission? Because what? I use so many modified embedded firmware. <laughs> you know, when you see him, you can't pass. And him I up. saw a mission for him. I'm like, I need some of these so I don't get mat shamed by myself in my sleep. <laughs> it happens. Awesome. Did uh, awesome. Did you guys notice how they avoided the SRV questions as well? Yep. There. Well, there, I think I think I strongly feel that there's going to be new SRVs, and they're not ready to talk about them yet. They they want to, you know, in, in all the nonsense, especially with the, like the video dropping early and them doing the impromptu stream. There was a bunch of like sort of riffing by mm-hmm. art, and in a lot of that was like, hey, listen, there's a lot of stuff that we are saving so that we have stuff to keep telling you between now and release, which is like obvious, right? But like to, to have him legitimately just say like, look, this is what's going on. Like, I'm not going to tell you everything because some of the stuff I need to save for when there's a later video and it's going to be exciting then. And otherwise you're going to have like three months of silence. Yeah, but that's awesome how now. the CQC thing, he says, you know, we, we don't have anything to say about this, blah, blah, blah. But yes, you know, he just <laughs> was given a stock answer and then changed it to yes. It was awesome. Well, yeah, yeah. the other thing I thought was kind of interesting is where they said uh, uh, they brought up cross-platform and they yeah. didn't really talk about cross-platform. Um, man, and, and here's the thing. Do we have any sort of confirmation as to how exactly they're going to handle the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X? Like... Do we have? They, well, wait, I thought this was answered already. They, yeah. they, they've said that there is no plans for oh, any yeah, cross yeah, platform, yeah, 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 yeah. and they've said that they have nothing. Nothing special is happening with next gen consoles. Like the backwards compatibility is what's going to make it work. But they did say on this last thing, though, that they'd have some information once Odyssey launches about cross platform. So it seems like it's still in their hmm. thoughts. But well, I didn't. I didn't know about that. Yeah, um, they. They made a point to not point it. They made a point to not point it out, which is almost like saying we're 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 looking at it, you know. And I still think that the whole huh. uh, not putting it out specifically for the new platforms is because the new or the new consoles is because the new consoles, you know, are going to be able to play the old console game. So instead of developing a new version of the game that won't be playable on the old console. They're just saying it's playable on PlayStation and Xbox and, you know, might have better graphics on the new consoles is my guess. Hmm. That's a solid guess. Um, the only other thing I thought was interesting, um, I mean, there's a bunch of things that were interesting about it, but the only thing I thought that just kind of stuck out to me. Um, so when I first saw the animations to Odyssey with the very first video, my first thought was, that's the same animation they used for uh, Planet Zoo. Um, and then I saw... Oh, the actually, walking animation? Yeah, yeah. The walking. Sorry, I thought I said walking animation. Sorry, I guess I didn't. Um, the, where they actually got... Where they actually went and got some mo- mo- motion captured. Um, that's impressive because of the fact that getting mocap is not cheap. That means they invested a fair amount of money into it to get it done. And the fact that um, that's a sign that they're investing long-term, that they're putting 
this is just an add-on to the game that will never be updated, touched, messed with. Mm. This is something that they're that they're planning to be a key portion of the game for, like, like they're not just saying, okay, you can walk around and then um, it'll be like CQC. We're not going to touch it for six years, you know. All right, you know, yeah, you can walk around, you can do a few right. things. It's great. We're not. We're going back to flying spaceships now. Enjoy your being able to walk around. This is this is a clear to me. This is a clear sign that they're saying. The things that aren't in, like ship interiors, VR, the things that aren't in initially, that's a sign. The fact that they spent the money to get mocap, that to me is a sign of them saying, we're investing long-term in this. This is going to be a key component mm. of the game long-term. This is not just a yeah. little, a little add-on that we're doing. Well, I fully believed that to begin with, but that's another good reason to keep believing it. Which, when I saw the little things with mocap, where they took the time to actually get hand animations and some facial animations, which hopefully that means we get some better looking people at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Not everyone can be as beautiful as you. Look, my character looks like a shit, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's Uh, as beautiful as Luigi Dushku. Oh my God. Anyway, um, it, it, it to me just means that they're genuinely pouring some investment time, money and effort into it. And I think that's a really good sign for really dangerous as a game going forward into the future that this, the idea that this is going to be something to add on this idea that this game is going to be a back burner thing uh, is clearly out of the window at this point. Yeah, I, obviously, you get the motion cap. Uh, I, I most of the uh, or a lot of the NPCs are all going to be voice acted and stuff. I, I, they they definitely, you know, they're treating this like a AAA title. Yeah, and that's good because okay, so let's put on tinfoil hat time for just a moment, okay? I'll oh, throw it under the kitchen and get some. All right, so the end of this year is going to be interesting because. The end of this year is, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, this is the year that, or maybe it's next year, one of the two years, that uh, Star Citizen Cloud Development Games, what the hell they call themselves, and the Cloud Imperium Games, has to release Squadron 42 in some form or fashion this year. If they don't, they lose their license. Am I wrong on that? You got me. Okay. So... (laughs) If if that game releases in the state that it's in, that I believe it's in, because I can't play it, but if it releases in the state that it's in that I believe it's in, it's going to be a shit storm. And people are going to be pissed. And it's going to be bad. And um, I think that right now, if they release that, and then people are going to be upset about that game, they're going to lose some money, and then they're going to go over to, they're going to be looking for another space game where you can walk around and lo and behold, Elite Danger. Oh my God, I know about one of those. Yeah. I'm going to look into that. That's that's an awesome idea. You're going to look into this Elite Dangerous thing? Uh, yeah, I think, I, I, think cool. I definitely should look into that. No, that's that's a good theory. If they actually, if Star Citizen, I don't know. You think that they're going to fail? Oh, okay. Well, let me back up a second. To begin with, I All believe right. First Citizen has already failed. <laughs> All right. I think they've already failed. I think that we're six years into development on this thing, eight years in, however long it's been, and we don't have a fucking game to show for it. Uh, I think it's ridiculous. Um, 
they they have reportedly over two hundred fifty million dollars just from their st- uh, startup. We don't have a, a video game for it. Uh, Rockstar Games spent fifteen million dollars making Grand Theft Auto Five. They spent twenty five million dollars making um, uh, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, and they have made their money back hand over fist. Uh, and yes. we don't. And I, I mean, don't, I, I get they're very different games. I get they play very differently. I get that. That yeah. being said, there is a game there. Yeah, Star it's Citizen so is the second highest crowdsourced uh, project ever among anything. Uh, the others What's are the Bitcoin things. Uh, it's something uh, called EOS, you know, a blockchain, and then another's. It's, sure, it's sure. blockchain stuff is all in the top five. And then there's uh, Star Citizen sitting at number two with over $300 million they've raised. Well, I wonder why people put so much money into blockchain. That's interesting. <laughs> well, so uh, I can, to begin with blockchain. I'm just kidding. Okay. It's like all the money, dude. It's all the money. It's what money is now. I'm just kidding. <gasps> anyway. Um, anyway, so I it's think. probably most of the reason I can't buy a 3080 today. <sighs> probably. Probably. Just got bought from that shitty MSI company. So, you know. <laughs> what, you, what you should have done. My God, like all yeah, of them apparently. are. All almost right. everything is blockchain stuff except for Star Citizen. <laughs> it's just so weird. And Star Wars. How's that not a game? Anyway, so. <laughs> and Star just, Wars. Just to kind of wrap it up here, I think that, um, I think that it, Frontier really saw an opportunity with what was going on. I think that they've been kind of playing this for, for a while, but I think the timing of it is key. Um, to everything else that's kind of going on uh, with this genre of games and the fact that uh, Squadron's is so shitty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll give you some free tritium. Will that get oh, you to relax? God. Oh my God. Anyway, no. that's going to be about it. Um, <laughs> you can check out our website at loosecruzini.com. I still have not updated it. I have, I'm going to commit myself to probably looking at it this weekend, probably. Um, <laughs> by the way, we have new merch on the store. Some people have been asking for certain things. The way merch works with uh, this Teespring company that we are signed up to work with to do this is uh, as you purchase things, it unlocks other things that you can uh, get, you can create. And we have not made a big enough tier yet to be able to get that. Uh, Me and my daughters, our sweatshirts should be here. They said by the 14th. They said that they yep. shipped here yesterday. So I'm I'm excited. She cool. asked me every day, when's the sweatshirt going to be here? When's the sweatshirt going to be here? <laughs> I'll post a picture of her wearing the merch once she has it. I'm interested to see how, how, how those actually look. Like, I would love to know if they look really well or not. Um, and if there's something that you guys want us, like, basically the items that you see there, that's pretty much all we have access to at the moment. So if there's something that you want to see on a logo, that we don't have or something you want to see on a mug or something that we haven't come up with, uh, let one of us know and I will uh, mill it around and see if I can make that happen. So boobies. So so really is when you're unlocking stuff, does that mean different kinds of things? Like we have like t-shirts and mugs and hoodies, and eventually we'll get access to hats and socks right. and thongs and stuff. Right. <laughs> thongs. Yes. I, I still exactly. want an adult hoodie or an adult onesie, sorry. 
Adult onesie with a adult butt onesie. Flap. Yep, adult onesie with a butt flap. I just had an image. I just had an image of you with a butt flap with a thong. Now, anyway, so check out our website uh, if you want to. That's buy how something. I always picture him. Um, <laughs> I, why wouldn't you? The contact page yeah. is always the best way to reach us. Email us or message us. Um, uh, the stuff that's been kind of going on with me. Everybody's kind of reached out to me. I appreciate that. Uh, well, I'll get you some more information about that when I'm ready to talk about it. Not ready to talk about it yet. But just know that um, I might the sex change is almost complete. I might be in and out a little bit um, <laughs> for the next few weeks until things kind of settle down on my side. So the swelling anyway. goes down. Um, if you like our show <laughs> and you're on YouTube, <laughs> you forgot to mute your mic. Like oh, and subscribe. <laughs> if you really like our show, head over to iTunes and leave us a five star review. Uh, after understanding how all that works, stuff like that really goes a long way to help us out. Uh, I am Todd Worsham. You can reach me at the Twitter handle of Tierable or on Discord. I've pretty much deleted my Twitter. It's become a cesspool of political shit, and I don't want to deal with that. So please get me on Discord where there's less cesspool and political stuff. However, you go to our NSFW channel. Uh, there are some very interesting prairie dogs on there. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> uh, Not my fault this time. Tracks is a real life audio engineer and has a podcast called Told Wow called Tone Control. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that all. Let me try that again. Tracks is a real life audio engineer and has a podcast called Tone Control. You can check him out at jntracks.com. He recently had a really cool guy, cool guitarist by the name of Rhett Shell. If you don't know who he is, you need to learn who he is and Google him and find out because he is freaking awesome. There's something about the way you you always say real life audio engineer that makes me hear it like, you, you know, like a, a child talking about being eight <laughs> and a half, you know. <laughs> well, okay. Anyway. So the reason I say that is like it's like is like like whenever I say that, uh, you know, we have an audio engineer work on the show. What does he do real time? No, he's a real life audio engineer. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, there's like other people who's like, "Oh, I'm I'm an audio engineer." Well, do you get paid to do that? No, then you're not that. Like, like, <laughs> like, like I can say I'm a podcast host, but when you get really, when you get right down to it, no, Ty, you're really just a sysadmin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, po- podcast wah, host wah. counts. I th- I think this is true for a lot of careers that are in sort of the creative arts. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that, um, because there's a there's typically kind of a gradient of getting into it, right? It's not like becoming a cashier at a retail store or something like that. Be, that is your job, you know what I mean? Right. I, I got that. I was hired. Um, you know, some people get hired at a recording studio or get hired at a car dealership, and and that's that makes it like a regular job. You know, I'm a self-employed like freelancer type person which means well we'll take uh, my brother for example is a graphic designer mm-hmm. and also works at, for apple at their retail stores although i think he's, he's changing his position but like he's one of the guys that like helps you learn how to use the stuff they, they call them creatives in in there but but you know what i mean so he's like a half and half he's like a part-time at one of you know what i mean and it's like so what does he call himself you know, and what did he call himself before he started making money? So I think I, I wouldn't I wouldn't bemoan anyone saying that they're an audio engineer if they haven't made a dime yet. Because um, you, you tell you know, them to fix my fucking shortcuts that they fucked up on this last patch. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> we have no control what app, over what Apple does with their software. <laughs> uh, 
hell. He could probably help you figure out how to try how to how to make it less bad uh, for your particular usage, but it sounds like you got the short end of that stick. Okay, so so a little update on that. I actually went through the trouble of re uh, remade my shortcuts, right? Yeah. And this is how I did it. So I actually I looked up like I, I went to like an old iCloud backup and restored that backup to like an old device I have happen to have <laughs> on an old version of iOS. This is how fucked up this was. And then I and then I got the shortcut. I wrote I I screenshot all the steps out of it. I spent some time doing this, by the way. <laughs> so that's where you've been all week. I, I shortcuts out and uh, copied them over and then made new shortcuts and then in the new one. And they all work now. Like all my shortcuts are back. The buttons are real big. But then I went and redesigned all the uh, interface and ended up like redesigning the entire interface and I actually kind of like it now. It's not as... Uh, intuitive or informative as it was before, but it's actually a little bit more accessible, which uh-huh. I think that's what they were going for. However, I will say that the buttons are ginormous and I fucking hate them. I want them to be smaller. Yeah. That's my biggest complaint. So anyway, that's all I got. Anyway, jntracks.com. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> uh, com. I'm I'm done with this. Chig, you got a cheese this week. Cheese is out. Of course ass. I do, man. Jeez, you didn't mention that I'm a real life pain in the ass. I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, that kind of goes without saying. That, that was self-evident. Oh my god. Like, yeah. All right. Uh cheese of the week. Uh great Italian cheese, kind of a blue cheese, but it's it's a little more soft and gooey, but it's super tasty and it's really good. You can make some good pastas with it. Gorgonzola. It's just fun to say. Gorgonzola. All right, that's the cheese of the week. Eat some. Stay cheesy, everybody. That's all I got. I'm done. Jeff, we have derailed this. Not everybody. E, 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 E.